Welcome to Glove Talk, where we talk about boxing news and watch fights live together every Friday and Saturday. If you're interested in seeing the live version of this podcast, please go to Glove Talk on YouTube or on Twitch. With that said, here's the latest news in boxing. Wednesday. So, we're going to be doing some boxing news, doing tweets of the week. We're going to be talking about beginning. We're going to start with some exhibition fights that might happen. Of course, right before I went live, you know, of course, my computer decided to completely shut down. So that was fun. Oh, yes. We're going to be talking about all of it and actually some really interesting news about some mandatories for the IBF and the heavyweight division. So... Let's get into some of the non-critical news, and then we'll get into the more nitty-gritty stuff. So we'll start with kind of the stuff that, eh, let's see what happens. And Tall Kid, it's great that you're here, because you're the first person I thought of when I saw this. Betting lines are open for Jake Paul, 3-1 to one favorite against Antonio Brown. I definitely will check that out. So... interesting post when i saw this the first thing i thought of is um what is antonio brown doing in boxing (laughs) broke dude what's going on man i was shocked when i saw this because number one i don't know if you guys saw what happened with antonio did did anyone else see what happened with antonio brown after last sunday did anyone see that game probably heard about it maybe what he did during the game yeah so uh antonio brown's sitting there he's been complaining about his ankle and out of nowhere he rips off his jersey he throws it into the crowd he takes off his shirt throws it into the crowd and then walks off the field in the middle of the game and starts like hyping it up and all this stuff like that very bizarre behavior so um yeah it it was it was weird it was weird and I'll, I'll say this as someone that liked Antonio Brown before he went completely crazy I mean he was an, an unbelievable athlete unbelievable wide receiver he still had you know shades of that occasionally even when he played for the Pats briefly He had shades of it. Um, He he has, yeah, I I bet he's had multiple, multiple charges, but he seems like he's completely gone off the deep end, completely off the deep end. I don't think anyone wants to touch him with a 10 foot pole anymore in the NFL. They're just done with it. If, if you can't work with the Pats, you can't work with guidance yet again, working with Tom Brady, like he's got issues. He's got a lot of issues. There's no question about it. So, you know, to hear this, part of me is like, well, I don't really want to see Antonio Brown fight because I don't think he'll do very well against Jake Paul. And part of me really wants to see Jake Paul fight Tommy Fury so we can stop hearing this nonsense about like Jake's never fought a real boxer and how Tommy's a real boxer. 
so i i kind of that's the one i want to see the chavez fight i think would be interesting either either one either one the reason i want tommy more than than chavez jr is they're gonna say well chavez jr wasn't that wasn't cruiserweight you know i just don't want any more excuses i just don't i don't want to i don't want to hear it anymore i don't hear any more about tommy i just i want that to happen <laughs> and it's weird because i don't necessarily love jake but i really don't like tommy fury so it's it just weird weird seeing this i saw this and i was like i'm kind of shocked right now that this is already being talked about so quickly betting odds three to one i'm surprised they're three to one i would probably have them five to one if not more if not more because antonio brown doesn't know how to box like he doesn't have he doesn't know how to box i would make it at least i mean five to one i thought would be minimum if not more tommy tommy has zero defense jake's right hand is gonna hit him clean on the chin i i, I mean it's six to one at least yeah I, I don't know i don't know i thought it was a very bizarre thing to just pop up the timing was weird might tell you a little bit about what in happening with Antonio Brown. So, there is that. Since you guys have mentioned it already, we got to bring it up. Floyd announced Dubai exhibition on February 20th. Potential against, I don't know who Money Kicks is. I don't know who that guy is at all. Um. So... Tommy seems nice, has a very, very uh, high opinion of himself. So I don't know money kicks at all. He's a billionaire son who's five, six, and 100. Let me see this kid. See if I can find any, oh boy. Oh boy. So boy. He's not serious about this, is he? This kid, this looks like an actual child, like an actual kid, kid. Like he looks, how old is he? Is he, is he even legal to be fighting? How old is this kid? Cause this is like, this is looking like he's beating up a minor. Okay, he's 20 years old. The now 20 year old YouTuber. Wow. And they're gonna fight on a helipad. He's 120, but he looks out of shape AF. Oh, dude. Uh, This guy doesn't know what he signed up for. I mean, this kid, I think he thinks this is going to be all like fun and games. Yikes. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> He's two and oh, not even pro and fought other nobodies. I've never even heard of him. Um, yeah, 
at least at least logan has the physical size to kind of be interesting right um this this kid has zero chance of doing anything other than looking like an idiot i i don't know why he wants to do it but you know what it's dubai so i'm not shocked a dubai fight not not really that shocked um floyd sees easy money and he at some point you gotta wonder if floyd's just doing this shit for shits and giggles it's like come on ma'am <laughs> the kid's dad offered a hundred million dollar to fight okay there we go shrek there's the reason <laughs> i bet trying to do all the running from that high up <laughs> yeah, like this is this is this is weird it's weird like with logan i get it a little bit more because he's like a massive youtube star like he's a huge youtube star what do you have like 25 million subscribers or something like that this kid only has 3 million which don't get me wrong I, i'm sitting here with not even a thousand but it's still like he's not for youtube standards he's not that big but then again he does have money and money always talks in this sport um very busy like very bizarre when i saw that i was just like i don't know anything about this kid I embarrassed this kid in front of his dad that's paying him handsomely but then again floyd beat up yeah yeah exactly that's <laughs> true talking he did and he did it like on new year's day too in japan that was pretty bad beating all right i'm so sick and tired of hearing this um i like francis Ngannou. i like francis Ngannou. let me just first start with that um i just want to get that on the table i really like francis Ngannou. i think he's a cool guy i think he has a great story um he's a monster he's an absolute beast in the ufc he would get eaten alive in boxing. I know he hits hard. What's going on, Steve? Like, I, I, I like that he wants to do something like that. I'll tell you this right now. Dana's not going to allow him to do it. Yeah, go to the amateurs, go to the Olympics. Like, I think he wants a big money fight, you know, but wilder would light him up fury would light him up joe joyce who's he sparred with before would light him up like i would say there's a good amount of people in the top 20 that would destroy francis and now everyone always says oh yeah well if those guys went to mma no i'm not saying they wouldn't Jake Paul probably would not be Francis Ngannou, but it's it's like yeah, Francis Ngannou would crush any of these guys in, in the UFC if they if they went into the octagon, easy. Oh, AJ all day. AJ absolutely would crush Francis Ngannou. And it's not that I'm trying to be disrespectful to Francis. Like I said, I like him. It's just it's totally different skills, and this is the biggest reason. Number one reason. 
when you have that element of i can take you down or i can stand up with you it's really difficult it's what makes ufc so amazing as a sport is that you have that dynamic of i can shoot and take you down in the ground game and i can also stand up with you and we can fight and i can kick and there's just there's a lot of moving pieces and that's what makes it so complex and such an amazing sport with boxing he's not gonna be able to have any of those elements other than he has to stand up and just throw hands that's going to be a lot harder against a trained professional boxer that's been doing it their entire life like i said if any one of those guys got in the octagon he would manhandle them all day every day but i think he would have a lot of issues a lot of issues with guys not even close not even guys in the top five top 20 he would have issues with some guys uh philip hergovich who we're going to talk about later would give him issues you know it's it's a totally different dynamic it's a totally different dynamic um you know just to be honest only got the floyd fight because he was yeah he's getting paid handsomely and, and look connor did okay in the first couple rounds but that's because he went full-on blast <laughs> you know and i do think that mma is the the endurance these guys have the stamina is amazing but it's a very it's different it's just different in a lot of different ways um so i like you francis but you really don't have a chance at this dana's never let's just be realistic dana's not gonna allow it one of your most prized assets you're gonna allow to go over to boxing there's no way and even though dana i believe has a boxing company because he talked about being a boxing promoter and all that stuff and and he kind of dabbled a little bit with it i just don't see it happening so i like you francis probably not gonna happen you know i would say jake versus usman i i think usman might win that one i mean it's i hate i hate this i hate this game mma guy versus boxer um usman's a beast but jake might beat him in technicality i bet you jake might be connor i don't know anymore i don't know any more about connor he's just been he's a totally different guy now totally different guy okay so as you guys know we're gonna go from the lightest weight class to the heaviest weight class and then we'll do tweets of the week we have some really good tweets this week god god bless twitter it gives us some beautiful content so we got some of those kind of fringe fights, kind of exhibition fights done. Let's start with, let's see. I think Ryan Gar, oh, nope, we have Stevenson. So a little update on Shakur Stevenson and who he might be fighting next. I think this is a really good fight. Shakur Stevenson wants to fight Fulton. I think this is a great fight. What it does tell me though, what it does tell me though, um is that Shakur Stevenson wants to stay at 130 when he says this stuff because that's that's the one thing that's interesting about it because he didn't call out anyone in, in the lightweight division and everyone keeps talking about him in the lightweight division everyone says oh well you know Shakur Stevenson's in that conversation you know and I'm like, yeah, I guess, but he hasn't had any fights at lightweight. 
Navarrete. I mean, there's there's people for him to fight. Obviously, there's Oscar Valdez. I think a lot of people would like to see that fight. So, I'm curious about how much he's trying to stay at this weight. I think it's kind of smart in a way. I think it's actually really smart because Shakur Stevenson, one thing he can do at 130 that he can't do at 135 pounds is get all the attention for the entire weight class. Be the, be the guy at that weight class. Because there was a lot of talk about Loma going back down to 130, but now he's just staying at... It's clear what Loma's path is. He wants to get his belts back. He wants major victories at lightweight. He does not want to go anywhere anymore. There's a lot of talk about him going back down to 130 after the Lopez loss. That's not happening anymore. It's not happening anymore. So I think this, this is possibly a place where Shakur Stevenson can make a niche for himself in this weight class. And if he fights someone like a Valdez... I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I see. I think the Fulton fight is another. I mean, it's a great fight. It's a really good fight. So it, it, it's interesting where he wants to go career-wise. Now, the other thing you also have to keep in mind is how easy is it going to be to make these fights based off promotion? Stevenson's obviously with top rank. Fulton is with PBC. Um, and obviously Loma... Valdez, they're under the same promotion. Fulton just had that Figueroa fight. That's what I was thinking of. Just had that great Figueroa fight and got the win there. So you have a WBC belt there and you have a WBO just with Fulton's side of things. You know? So at that, if, if that's the case... You get some unification at 130. It's it's a good idea. I think I think Shakur trying to press that a little bit more. I think it's a really good idea. Um, Valdez, the big question with Valdez is, you know, because you have WBO, you have, you'd have, I mean, you'd have all these, you'd have all these titles involved. It's it makes a lot of sense to me. So, I I like it. Valdez did not look great his last fight, sipping on that tea. Um, so, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Honestly, I I think this is smart, though. Stay at 130. Because there's, there's so much chatter at the lightweight division. That's the one thing. That's the other thing is. There's just so much chatter at, at lightweight that it's... It's hard to kind of get yourself in front of everybody. So, you know, not bad. Especially with Tio going up in weight, which we're going to talk about soon. So, interesting fight there. I like it. Not a bad one. I think it's a good fight. I'll put it this way. As a step-up fight, as the next progression, it's a hell of a good fight. It's a hell of a good fight. Because you got to remember, he just went from... Stevenson went fight from fighting like basically nobodies to the Jamel Herring fight being his biggest name on his resume, a older boxer that's weathered that just retired to now going up to Fulton, who's a very game fighter. 
So that's good. That's a good sign. That's what we want to see from these guys is going up instead of just staying around the same kind of weight class and fighting the same level of opponents. Like some people, like um, Poo Boo. Um, anyways, Ryan Garcia has just been all over this cruise fight. All over it. And I mean, apparently, from what I understand, the contract has been sent. Now, I don't know the stipulations. I'm sure that Ryan Garcia is going to be getting a huge A-side cut. So we'll see what happens there. But this is clearly what he wants. And Ryan is in the gym again. He seems healthy. I'm happy to see him back in the ring again. I know people are going to be clowning on him for a while. It's only natural. But let's see what he does. Let's see where he goes from here. He needs, he needs to have a good win. He needs to have a good win to start off the year correctly. If he doesn't and he has a stumble, it's going to be tough because everyone, if especially if, against, if it's against Cruz, because everyone's going to point towards Tank. And Tank didn't look great either. So maybe it's just Cruz is just that tough or neither one of the guys took him serious enough or were ready for it. Um, I think it's a really good fight. The one thing I like about it is the dynamic of the two fighters. Ryan Garcia likes to fight a little bit more at that mid to longer range. He's a little bit taller. He's good height for this. He'd be a pretty good size difference compared to Cruz. Because remember, Cruz was shorter and smaller than Tank Davis. And Tank Davis is already very small for that lightweight division. So I think it'd be... I think it'd be obvious that he'd want to fight at more of that mid-range to longer range if I'm Ryan Garcia. Cruz is going to be all over him, though. Cruz is going to be all over him. And Cruz took some shots, absolute bombs from Tank. So if he has, a, if it has the chin that he appears to have, could be a really interesting fight. Now, Cruz slowed down after probably about four rounds because he just couldn't keep the pace he was throwing at, at Tank. It was, it was pretty intense. Tank also started changing his dynamic and started his defense started to kick in. And you started to see his footwork actually really kick in. And he was changing angles a lot. That was giving Cruz some problems because Cruz is kind of, a, as you can see from this kind of photo, he's a very head down, come forward. I want a phone booth fight. And it was a nice work from Tank to make adjustment. Tank breaks his hand. And then he has some issues for the rest of the fight, kind of trying to keep Cruz off of him. Not the most impressive, but with a broken hand, not too bad. So... You know, I, I actually really want to see this fight because I think it'll tell us a lot about where where Ryan Garcia wants to go for this year. If he wants easy fights or does he want to step it up a little bit? I hope he wants to step it up a little bit, you know? Um, and I, I think that this is, this is going to be a fun year, hopefully, for the lightweight division. Speaking of, let's now talk about the man that was the king of the lightweight division. But is no more. And that is Tio. So it is a done deal, basically. It's a it's a a hundred percent basically done. It's like 99% done. Tio is out of the lightweight division. He's not going back. He is done with it. He says he's gonna become undisputed at 140. Um does anyone want to tell him about Josh Taylor? That anyone anyone want to tell him about Josh Taylor? Because I I don't think that's gonna happen. But you do you. You know, um, I think that 
him going up in, in weight is probably a good thing for him. Let's see how he does, how he reacts to it. The one thing that tells me though, by hearing this kind of stuff, is he is not going after Cambosis rematch. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it, man. Um, I think that's a huge deal because that now opens up that possibility of undisputed at 135 pounds. Because we have we have obviously Tank wants a shot, Loma wants a shot, Ryan wants a shot, but the two guys that really want to dance are Devin Haney and Cambosis. It makes the most sense, undisputed. It it is not what I want. I obviously want Loma to go after it, but it makes the most sense. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Number one reason, if you're George Cambosis, right? And you're gonna take the risk and you're gonna fight a high level fighter, right? And you have the two choices between Devin Haney and Lomachenko, right? You have both those guys. Devin Haney and Lomachenko. What do you gain if you fight Lomachenko? If you beat him, it's a huge win for you. It, it bolsters you up. But what do you gain from it? Very little. Little in the sense of other than respect. If you beat Devin Haney, you become undisputed. <laughs> so... The the side there of what you could, the upside is always worth it more. Because if you lose, you lost trying to become undisputed, at least. And it's a lot more, you know, palatable, I would say. Whereas if you lose to Loma and you lose all your belts, you, you lose, I mean, your loss is so much more significant because you didn't even have a shot at becoming undisputed. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to go after Loma. So I'm expecting George and Haney maybe to get it together. Um, I saw the I saw the Montana love in chat. I believe, Shrek, you brought that up. I think that's a bit, they talked about Pedraza, but Pedraza is now talking about who he's going to fight, and it's not T.O., so I would not be surprised if Montana Love is the guy that we see T.O. go after, which makes a lot of sense. Oh, no, it's, it's Broke Dude. You're right. Broke Dude brought it up. I think Montana Love is very much the guy that I could see T.O. going after. I think, that's a, I, th I think that's a pretty safe fight, which makes a lot of sense, right? You're trying to rebuild. Now, when I saw that, about Tio, I want to see what was possibly, possibly, is there any more validity to it other than just a tweet? Because we know, you know how it is. And then I saw this about Bob being like, no more, we're not doing this anymore. And that's that's the nail in the coffin for, for me. That's That right there tells me everything I need to know. When you have the fighter, you have the dad who's made all, I mean, Lopez Sr. has made a ton, a ton of talk about making weight. And now you have the promoter saying it, it's pretty much a done deal. That's why I say it's 99%. Tio's never going back to lightweight. The Peta, I mean, the, the, there's there's plenty of dudes at 140. Regis Progress, 
Jose Ramirez is going to be fighting, and that's going to be a hell of a good fight too. There's plenty of there's plenty of smoke to go around at 140. Plenty of smoke to go around at 140. I don't know how much Lopez wants of it, but that's why Montana Love might make a little bit more sense, right? So, whatever it is, I want to see Tio back in the ring again, because as much as I don't love his dad. Tio's a very good boxer. I like him as a fighter. He's a very skilled fighter. Good power. Let's see what he does at 140. Maybe he gets a little even more pop, which could be pretty interesting. Making 135 pounds with his build, it's it's not easy. It's not easy. So, not surprised there. I'm really not surprised. After that, for news, honestly, we're going to be jumping up pretty quickly after this. This is good news. This is all good news for us in the boxing world, which is the UK boxing to resume in February. Now, do I really care about like the Amir Khan and Brooks fight? Not really. But the reason I like this is because it means that we have a good chance of seeing the fights that we want to see out of the UK. And I think that's that's more important than anything. I heard about that tall kid. You know, he seems to be more of a YouTuber than a boxer right now. But let's see what he's got. Let's see what he's got. Um, people seem to be very. He seems to be very well liked. I know he's on True Jordy all the time. That's where I always see him. At least, I don't follow his YouTube channel at all. But this is good news for overall. Who do I think would win this fight? I would say, looking at these two, I think Brooke might win. The, the problem is this. Khan's notorious for not having much of a chin. Like, he's notorious for not having a great chin. Brooke has not looked to have a good chin after the Crawford fight. Now, it's a little bit more ironic, or I should say a little bit more telling, now that we've seen the power of Terrence Crawford, something that people don't always talk about. So it's not that you know Terrence Crawford doesn't have good power. It's obviously Bud, Bud's power is real. So how much can you play into that as, hey, Khan's going to be able to chin Brooke? I, I don't see that. I don't. Um, Amir Khan's skills, you got to remember when it comes down to older fighters or guys that have been out of the ring for a while, what were their specialties when they were in the ring and they were special? For Amir Khan, it was hand speed. His hand speed was phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal hand speed. And it was never a power thing for him. Hell Brook, if you watch the fight with Earl Spence in particular, it's counter punching. It's moving well. It's reading your opponent and coming up with a game plan on the fly. Like there's there there are different elements. I think Brooks' skills translate better to being someone that's been out of the ring longer, as well as being a little bit older compared to Amir Khan. If you don't have a good chin to start and you get older, that's that's not good. So I'm gonna pick Brook. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
Khan, Khan has had good fights, but he's just, he's chinny. He's a little bit chinny. And uh, that's an understatement. So that's, that's his biggest, that's his biggest deal. Khan, on the other hand, has never been known to be chinny. He's always been someone that's been like, someone that is really well-respected for going to war and taking a lot of beatings, you know? So I would probably lean towards Kelbrook. Um, in general, I just want it to be done, you know? That's all. That's all. I just, I just want it to be done. I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> Jesus, Shrek. I would say I'd lean, I would lean towards Brooke, just because of Khan's chin. To be honest with you. Okay. Now we basically get to go up to heavyweight because there's just not a lot of news. There was a lot of news from the zone about what do you think Andrade? Boo Boo should fight next. And it's like, people just don't care. They just, they just don't care. And um, they're just tired of it. They're getting really, really tired of it all. Um, oh God. We're gonna play that game. Uh, well, I mean, Prime Floyd. I guess you always have to kind of pick a prime Floyd, like high quality Floyd. But then I mean, bud, I mean, I, I hate playing that. <laughs> I would probably, I'd probably lean. I would probably lean towards Floyd, you know, but so basically heavyweights, the, the, the only thing I see that's next for news. So some good news at heavyweight. And I thought this was kind of a fun note. Anabalin is willing and ready to fight both Tyson Fury and, and Dillian White. The thing I like about this kid is that he just wants to fight. He just wants to fight. I think we can all agree that it wouldn't be bad to see him have a little rematch with Tyson Fury. Although I think Tyson would probably do a lot better the second time. Um, <laughs> this, this guy keeps on bringing up names and just like, no one wants to fight him. Uh, he's a good fighter, man. This poor, poor sweet. Uh, I mean, it's just like, I, and look, it's not a bad name to have on your resume. It's not a bad guy to fight, especially, especially if you're someone like Dillian white. And uh, the retirement home won't let you check out grandpa to fight. So it's, it would be a good one. I want to, I want to see Otto Valine fight someone. I don't think he's going to get the Tyson Fury shot. So that's not happening. Staying, staying at heavyweight, talking about grandpas though. We have this news, which just came out, which is. Ortiz rejected the IBF's offer for a final eliminator against Pergovich. Um, and what was interesting about this is that IBF gave them three days to make a deal. Like you have three days to make this deal go. Now, 
Hergovich was all about it, obviously. Philip Hergovich wants a decent name on his resume. And the reason I I don't think people are necessarily scared of Hergovich is that he has he has nothing behind his name. He really doesn't. Like he has like no fan base. Um and if you're going to fight someone with literally no fan base, why take the risk? <laughs> you know, so it's it, there's just not a lot of motivation to fight him. But he's trying to he look, Hergovich is trying to position himself in a way that's smart. You know? <laughs> I know. Ortiz rejects this idea and says, I'm not doing it. Now, at first, I thought he was just going to be like, I'm done. I'm retired. It's actually because he hurt his, he damaged his hand during his last fight with Charles Martin. So his team's like, there's just no way we can turn this around and by March have a healthy hand that he can fight. Now, is it a factual, like we know for a fact he, he hurt his hand? We don't. But... You know, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if a 42-year-old hurt his hand while fighting. <laughs> if he loses, then he retires. So, what? interesting, the name that came up, which I thought was a really good idea, was, okay, so what does that do now that we are not going to have Ortiz in the mix. Who's the next person on the list? Well, it's Joseph Parker. It's Joseph Parker. That's interesting. And I think that would be a much more fun fight to see. I'd much rather see Joseph Parker, then Ortiz, mainly what's going on. Now, Joseph Parker just says, nope, I'm not doing it. I don't know why people don't want to fight Hergovich. So, for whatever reason, whatever reason, this fight basically fell through as well. And they had, a, like I said, a very short timeline to make this. So. Very, very bizarre that no one wants to go after this, this fight at all. But a man that maybe does want it. Mr. Andy Ruiz says that announcement will be soon. Um. And I can't wait to see this. He's got to get back in the ring. He just lost an entire year. Almost. Almost an entire year of fighting. Drac, we're going to talk about that next, actually. Andy Ruiz. If he's going to fight anybody. It's got to be someone that has a decent name. And he can't be doing these pity patty type games anymore. He's, he's got to fight someone. Hergovich wouldn't be a bad one for an IBF eliminator. Now it doesn't really matter because I think I think Ruiz's eyes are a little bit bigger than his stomach. And uh he wants he wants to fight someone a little bit more 
up there than Hergovich. So Dubois, I believe, is fighting. They just talked about who Dubois might fight next. Let me find it really quick. Because Dubois actually just got called out. And he retweeted this. Where is it? Oh, Trevor Bryant. Trevor Bryant. That's what it was. So. It's. It's one of those things where it's like, you know. I know, I know Wilder and Ruiz are both on PBC. The thing is, we don't know what Wilder's going to do. <laughs> Those are some big guys. Um, So let's see what Andy does. Kind of curious about it. Hellenius is there too. Yep. A Adam Kelsnacki's there, you know. So. I think that's most of heavyweight, but now let's get to the very prime heavyweight. Up. real quick I've been telling you guys this for a while now our boy big baby Miller I mean big baby Anderson finally gets a little bit of props prospect of the year super excited about this kid if he's ever on an undercard you gotta watch him we will definitely always watch him if he's on the undercard Go watch some of his highlights. Go watch some of his stuff on YouTube. The pimp. Yes. Excellent outfit. Excellent outfit. And um, big props to him. That's a huge, huge deal. No one was talking about him for that kind of kind of name. So <laughs> Ben Askren schools him. Now, as you talked about, Shrek, this popped up. Frank Sanchez, after a, what I would consider, very poor performance, says he beats, it doesn't just beat, he KOs Tyson Fury, Usyk. And Gondorio, what's going on, man? And I just had to look at Frank and just go, what are you smoking, Frank? Like, this is, this is, tall order here to fight any one of these guys let alone KO them easily Frank you couldn't even knock out an old and very much out of shape hammer I mean this this has to I mean this is just one of those things I'm just like I, I don't know man his punch output was abysmal in the last fight he just had no killer instinct in him i don't know if he was just trying to get rounds but he did not look good he did not look good and after we just saw tyson fury this last year come in like a wrecking ball against wilder and eat monster shots and then we see Usyk have an unbelievable performance against aj yeah i don't i don't I don't think that's going to happen, Frankie. Very uh, interesting how some of these guys like the chirp. Hergovich used to do it all the time. He used to call out AJ all the time. It's just like, you're not going to get that, Philip. It's just not going to happen. I then saw this, and I thought it was a little bit harsh. Well, let's talk about it. 
Teddy Atlas. Whew. Throwing some absolute heat on AJ. Accepts a feat too easy. Like a guy that's made too much money. Oh boy. Um, now, I will say, I will say, I think it's a little bit harsh, a little bit harsh. That said, there are little things that I think you could say don't show AJ as the hungriest fighter in the world. And part of that is that stuff it's little things and these are little this is like me trying to be very critiquey of this um <laughs> ali walsh <laughs> exactly gotcha warrior is that stuff like when he's throwing a medicine ball he has someone else picking it up it, it's like like there's kind of the more pampered style of training and the more like guys that get really nitty-gritty AJ has that very pampered. He has like a 20 team, 20 person team kind of thing. It's a very different, very different than a guy like Usyk or Lomachenko or Can Canelo sometimes gets talked about being a little bit more of a pampered style and stuff like that. I'm not saying AJ sucked. I'm just saying he's got a lot of people around him that are going to tell him everything he's doing is great. Now, if we want to talk about hunger, I think what Teddy might be saying, and I could be wrong about this. This is my opinion. AJ did not accept defeat against Usyk. I thought in a way where he was like, okay, I'm done. I'm just not going to try anymore. I honestly believe AJ just got completely stunned. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I'm sure you guys have played other sports. If you've ever played basketball and there's a guy in front of you that they cross you up every time and you can't stop them or you're playing down in center and they can just they can just manipulate around you and score on you at will, it feels like. Or if you've ever played football and you just can't stop the run on a team, it's just like you just you don't know what to do and you get overwhelmed and it's just it's one of those things. And it happens, it happens in boxing all the time as we all know roy jones jr used to specialize in this where people are just like i just don't know what to do lomachenko has done this so many times where you just get to a point where i can't beat this guy starts creeping into your head and that i think is something that is not him saying he just gives up and to defeat too much it's more like how am i gonna how am i gonna win this fight how am I going to, what can I do? You know, just needs one guy to give him advice. True Jordy. I think true Jordy. Actually, I like true Jordy. I don't like all of his takes, but I think he is. He's, he's pretty good about stuff. And I, I have to agree with it. I think AJ has too many yes men around him. I don't agree that he's like, you know, totally out the door kind of thing. So I think this take by Teddy is, a little bit little bit harsh um although i might be wrong what do i know compared to teddy atlas but it is one of those things where i think you need to sit down with eddie and be like this is what i need like just sit down 
just sit down with Eddie and be like, I need to get rid of 50 million people in my camp that just tell me I'm the best thing since sliced bread. There's just too much noise. There's too many people patting you on the back, no one being critical of you. Like you just, you need that. And that's why you're starting to see like all these things where AJ's reaching out to other trainers and, and, and checking out guys, even guys like Eddie Reynoso and stuff like that. Like it's because he's just like, okay, I gotta stop. Like this is just not working. I'm not gonna get what I need out of these people because they're never gonna be honest with me because they're, they've been riding this sweet paycheck for so long, for so long. You know, McGregor is unranked. I know, and I heard he's gonna maybe get a title shot, which is crazy. I would have to say there's a very good chance AJ's not gonna be champ at heavyweight again in the next three to four years because of how many titles we have that we're dealing with and how many fights we have to deal with. If Usyk wins again against AJ in the spring, Fury's going to have a fight with someone. We don't know yet because he's not going to fight White. White's in arbitration right now. And Fury's just not going to use the WBC belt during that fight in the spring. He's already talked about it. We talked about it last week. So then fall comes around. There's your Usyk Fury fight for Undisputed because Undisputed trumps mandatory. So then they're going to have at least a two-fight deal, if not a three-fight deal, depending on how things go. So that's end of 2023. Then you have mandatory spots because let's say, let's say Fury takes all of it or Usyk takes all of it. The WBC is going to be knocking on the door. If Dillian White's still around, he's going to be mandatory still probably. And th that's where it's going to get messy. That's where it's going to get messy for AJ because he's going to have to get into a mandatory slot. If Fury loses, let's say Fury loses to Usyk in back-to-back -back fights. Let's just say that happens in theory. There is a huge major payday there for AJ to fight Fury. Have a two-fight fight with, with Fury. That's where it's like, it gets really complicated. Could he could he be champion again? It's possible, but it's really just tough as we as we all know with these mandatories and getting these big fights done at heavyweight. It's a nightmare. And who knows? Maybe AJ's like, dude, I just want to have a couple big fights and then I'm done. Like it's up to him really at this point. The ball's in his court. But I did want to bring this up. I thought Teddy was being too harsh on him. I think Teddy's being a little too harsh on him. I think I don't agree with that. Um, and I think more or less, it was more what we were seeing from AJ is just like being overwhelmed and not knowing what to do, to be honest with you. So that's it for news. Now we're going to get to the new segment, which some of you were not here for last week. Oh, I haven't even seen the WBA. I don't, I mean, WBA rankings. Dana, how you doing, man? It is time now for our new segment, which is new for a lot of you. I think you were here last time, Shrek. And that is Tweet of the Week. It's time now for Tweets 
of the week. Okay, so if you're new to this, this is what we do. We go through all the best boxing tweets of the week, and you guys tell me which one you think is tweet of the week. So first, we're going to start off with Mr. Regis Progress talking about the new year and some things that he wants this year. Things he wants to do, things he wants to change. And another, so he says, another thing I'm going to do different this year is I'm going to be more selfish. I'm always looking out for other people before myself. It's hard for me to buy something without thinking about somebody else first. Now, that's not a bad take, you know. <laughs> Shrek. It's not a bad take from Regis. Sometimes you do got to be a little bit selfish. You know, you got to think about yourself. I don't know if I'd say, call it, I need to be more selfish. Maybe I just need to like think of me a little bit more. But then he has this tweet right afterwards, also talking about things he wants to do this year. So he also says he's going to do a lot less reading. <laughs> I know, I know, a little bit of spoilers. He says he's going to do a lot less reading. I'm going to stop reading this year so much. Yep, you read that right. Most of the time, I read a book just because someone sends it to me, and I don't like it to put it on my book, on a bookshelf, unless I read it. A book isn't truly great. I'm not going to read it. Which then, someone brought up in the comments section a very good point, which is, how do you know if it's great or not before reading? <laughs> You judging by their covers? And <laughs> it's basically that, like, how do you know if it's great unless you actually read it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's going to have to do some recommendations, but Regis Progress is going to stop reading this year. Great idea. This one is Connor Ben. Clearly flying first class. Baller, right? But um, people notice something about this picture. It's a little interesting. Um, I don't know if everyone notices it. Give you a hint. Right around here. And basically the, the whole thing turned into, um, you know, <laughs> a little bit of pocket pool, it looks like. Um, while he's enjoying his first class. <laughs> Men, guys, always be mindful of where your hands are in photos because otherwise, come off a little bit wrong. Next, from Zab Judah, one of, one of the best fighters, all time, six time champ. Just tweets this out. And at first I'm like, I don't know what this is. And then I read through the comments. You, <laughs> it's his cash app. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what Zab Judah needs cash for, but he's not really asking for it, but he might. Yeah. He, he just like docks himself. Very weird, very weird <laughs> thing to just randomly tweet out. Um, Apparently, he's looking for a few bucks. 
Now, <laughs> there's a couple other doozies here. We're going to first go to Tevin Farmer. Tevin Farmer trying to be a businessman. Let's go. Launching his first NFT. Let's see it. It's called Fighting Fox. Collection of 2,000 NFT fighting on the <laughs> Ethereum blockchain. Let's see this art. Let's see this NFT. This is gonna be a doozy, guys. This is his NFT. Um, I don't know what it's selling for, but I think someone needs to tell Tevin that um, he needs to get up DeviantArt. And um, I think they need to tell him that this might not be his strong suit. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe a furry will buy it. It's just not, it's just not gonna work for him, I don't think. I just don't think it's his strong suit. Maybe, maybe NF NFTs are not for everybody. <laughs> the next thing we have to bring up is this, which is Ryan Garcia feeling so sharp and strong, actually faster than I was before. It's kind of crazy, can't wait. Kind of feels like I was in a hyperbolic chamber from Dragon Ball Z, to which I thought this guy had possibly, not tweet of the week, but comment of the week. And that goes to Broken Nose Chris, he says, same mate, just had a couple of biscuits, feeling ready for anything. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic comment. Fantastic comment. As you imagine, most of them, most of the comments were all like Dragon Ball Z, like gifts and everything like that. But this one stood out. <laughs> I've never heard of him, but he's this was a pretty this is a pretty funny take. So good on him. Broken nose Chris. Apparently he has a YouTube. Um so check him out, man. Apparently he's a pretty funny guy. This is this is great. Okay, now we got to go to our our top two guys, the guys that battle it out basically every week, and we might have an upset this week. We have Adrian Broner, and he just started an OnlyFans. That's it. Adrian Broner has an OnlyFans. Now. I can't show what's below this because there is some heinous comments that would absolutely get me blocked on multiple platforms. I'm, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try. Um, it's bad. It's <laughs> but Adrian Broner decides I'm going all out. Oh, tall kid, dear God. Adrian <laughs> Broner is officially on OnlyFans. Apparently it's just not big titty bitches anymore. It's for Broner as well. What he's gonna show, I don't know, but he felt the need to be on there. And I'm guessing he's thinking, these hoes can do it, so can I. Now, obviously the man, I think that might've beaten Broner from last week. And that is, as you might've guessed it, Roly, but Roly 
has now changed his handle to the boxer formerly known as Roly. <laughs> He's no longer Roly is forever. He is now the boxer formerly known as Roly. Besides that one, we have some other tweets from Roly. And what's interesting is he's doing third person, but not calling himself Roly. He's using his whole handle on Twitter and talking in the third person. It's a whole other level of third person I didn't even know existed. I always thought a third person as like, hey, you know, Roly has a known habit of buying, you know, Dojo Cabana addiction. I get it. He uses his whole handle in third person. The man's a revolutionary. Absolute revolutionary. I've never seen someone do that. And he did it more than once. This is a fantastic tweet that he retweeted. He has to know this guy's trolling. Being a Rollies fan is a way of life. I wake up and watch one of your fights before I sleep. I watch you fight during every meal. I watch you fight. The world needs Rolly. Boxing needs Rolly. And he, he corrects him. The boxer formerly known as Rolly. Oh, man. To me, this is tweet of the week. This, this, this is the fact that Roly is now doing third person on a new level I've never seen before on boxing Twitter. I think he dethroned Broner and became tweet of the week for this week. My goodness. You just listened to Glove Talk Boxing News that we do every Wednesday. This is the audio version. If you want to see the live version, you can either join us on YouTube or on Twitch. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll be back next Wednesday with more boxing news.